Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vandeveer here with you one more time. Looking forward to a great hour with you this afternoon, just talking about the Word of God, praying uh, over those prayer requests uh, that we have. And uh, the numbers, uh, some of you are probably familiar with the numbers, but uh, uh, if you're not, if you want to call in, it's 303-690-3000. No matter where you are, that's the number. And uh, if you want to text, it's a different number, 720-336-0897. If you can give me a short one-sentence text of your prayer request uh, or your question, we'll do our best to answer as many of those uh, questions uh, on the air uh, as well. Again, I'm Jason Vandeveer with you. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. Uh, You can get more information about our fellowship at calvarychapelparker.com. And I want to welcome all of you listening up and down the Front Range, Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM. And I want to welcome all of our Truth FM listeners in Kentucky, North Carolina and Tennessee. And then uh, our Northeastern Hope FM listeners, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, of course, welcome to all of you. And then there's always uh, folks listening on gracefm.com, the Grace FM app, uh, those listening on streaming services like iHeartRadio. Uh, we want to welcome all of you as well. I can see many uh, have uh, logged in uh, or tuned in uh, all across the United States. Usually we have some international uh, listeners as well. Welcome to all of you, those that are up early or staying up late uh, in different parts of the world. We're glad you decided to tune into the program. Hey, I want to let you know also you can listen to the Calvary Live uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts if you want to go back and listen to an archived copy of a show uh, that you missed or you want to re-listen to a particular answer of a show. Just select the original show date uh, and And uh, if you select that, you can go back and and listen to that broadcast. Keep in mind, if you're listening on Truth FM or Hope FM, uh, you are listening exactly on a one-week delay. So just keep that in mind when you're selecting the original show date. Of course, you can call in live. We're we're here Monday through Friday at the same time, uh, but uh, you're listening to a a slightly different show uh, than you may be calling into. Hey, again, I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm with you uh, for the next hour answering uh, your questions about the Bible, and you always that's the best part of this show is is you and and your questions. So 303-690-3000 is the number if you want to join me uh, on the air, and I'd love to have you do so. Uh, and uh, as I said, you can also text as well, uh, and that is 720-336-0897 is, uh, is the number uh, to to call. And uh, we have a question here via text uh, regarding um, homosexuality. And uh, uh, the, the question, trying to get the whole, looks like there's a couple of texts here. Um, and uh, just regarding whether or not uh, homosexuality 
is biblical and and uh, not necessarily right biblically, but is is uh, prohibited uh, biblically. And uh, it sounds like this person was uh, reading um, some sort of you know. Uh, uh, Tech or some sort of book or something like that uh, defending uh, homosexuality. Of course, um, you know that's uh, uh, <laughs> it's pretty common today, uh, shall we say? Uh, it's uh, it, it's common that um, people are trying to kind of under the guise of saying that they're Christian or that Christianity uh, allows for homosexuality. One of the arguments that typically is made is, is that they'll say, well, what the Bible prohibits is, is you know, promiscuous relationships, but it doesn't, uh, they'll say it doesn't, you know, prohibit, you know, monogamous, um, you know, homosexual uh, relationships. And, and it's just, a completely false uh, argument. This particular individual is is uh, asking about uh, the word for homosexuals in in the Bible, and apparently they had read something indicating that um, the word homosexual means uh, child molesters. That was apparently one of the uh, one of the arguments for homosexuality, saying, "Well, what the Bible is prohibiting is not homosexuality, but is a child molestation." Um, this is inaccurate. And in places like 1 Corinthians 6, 9, um, that are often translated homosexuals or homosexuals, um, there's actually a couple of words in, in, in that passage. Um, the first one is often uh, translated uh, homosexuals, and uh, the, the, word, um, uh, the word means that uh, uh, homosexuals, but it, it, uh, it means also effeminate. And so uh, the idea is uh, the the character traits uh, that go along almost uh, almost always with uh, with that uh, that behavior, uh, and then uh, also uh, he continues on um, to talk about uh, uh, he uses another word which is uh, uh, the word for a sodomite. Uh, and so uh, that word is uh, uh, in Greek is uh, arsenokoites, which uh, which means uh, one who lies with a, a male as with a female, a sodomite. So the Bible is very clear. Um, and someone who is uh, saying that homosexuality uh, is uh, you know not a sin and is biblically okay, and that the Bible doesn't prohibit it. Um, hasn't read the Bible. That's just the New Testament that we're talking about. Um, the The Old Testament is very specific as well. Uh, in In the book of Deuteronomy, it was a, a sin punishable by death. And uh, so, you know, the Bible is very clear. Someone who argues such is either ignorant or dishonest. Um, there just is no uh, other way around it. Now, if you don't choose to believe the Bible, well, you know, that's that's another issue entirely, uh, but the Bible does not uh, in any way, shape, or form uh, condone uh, homosexuality or allow for it uh, within Christianity. So appreciate that question. Uh, unfortunately, it is a um, it's a very important subject to address today. Uh, we are living in the days when people are trying to 
have it both ways. You know, they're trying to say that they're a Christian, but also uh, continue to walk and to live in sin. And so uh, they attempt to justify that. And unfortunately, they mislead uh, a lot of people along the way. So uh, very interesting, uh, a very interesting uh, uh, topic, very important and very timely topic. I appreciate uh, uh, the person that texted in with that. 303-690-3000. If you want to join me on the air, uh, it'd be a lot of fun. I, I'd, I'd love to talk to you. Put that number in your phone and dial it now if you can, uh, or if you can't until later or until another day. We'd love to have you join us uh, on Calvary Live here. 303-690-3000. That's the number to call. If you'd like to text, uh, you can text your question as uh, as that last uh, person just did. 720-336-0897 is the text uh, number and give me give me a short if you can. This is not so much uh, for you, but this is more for me. Uh, um, give me a give me a short uh, kind of one sentence text of your prayer request uh, or your question, so that I can while we're on the air I can read those and and get to as many of those and and answer them as uh, well. So uh, someone has texted in, what's the answer to the question about the trumpets uh, at the beginning of the show? I'm guessing that this text uh, is um, is from somebody that's maybe listening on a delay because uh, because I'm at a loss for what you're asking about. So I'm guessing maybe there's a conversation uh, on a show that you're listening to uh, on a uh, on a one week delay. So apologize for that. I can't answer your question uh, because uh, I don't really know what the question uh, question is. So again, uh, if you do text, uh, uh, if it's longer, I probably won't be able to actually uh, read it uh, and, uh, and be on the radio at the same time. I'm not quite uh, that uh, good, uh, but if you can give me a short uh, one-sentence thing, uh, maybe keep it to, uh, uh, keep it as brief as you can. Uh, talk like you're talking to a child, a small child, if you would. I'm kidding. Uh, but if you can give it to me short and sweet and simple, uh, I will, uh, I'll take that and uh, try to answer as many of those as I can uh, on, on the air. But like I said, all lines are open right now. I'm Jason Vanderveer with you here on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Uh, if you, you want to join me on the air. And it's much more interesting uh, listening to you and your questions uh, than than just listening to me. Nobody should be subjected uh, to just having to listen to me. But uh, Bible questions, prayer requests, uh, maybe you heard something recently in a message uh, at church uh, or or on the radio or somewhere else and made you think about some things and you have some questions about that. Uh, we'd love to uh, love to hear from you. We had some calls uh, or texts yesterday, uh, answered prayer. We always love to hear about that as well. 303-690-3000. I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. I want to invite you out. Uh, next chance to join us will be this Sunday. Uh, we'll be wrapping up the book of Ezekiel. Well, at least that's the plan uh, to finish up the, the book of Ezekiel. We're in the well, if you're familiar with the end of the book of Ezekiel, you know that it deals with the millennial reign of Christ. We just looked in two parts at the millennial temple, and uh, now uh, we'll wrap up just looking at the uh, 
the the millennial reign and the millennial conditions uh, as a whole. So if you want to join us, that's going to be uh, a great time of just worship, fellowship, prayer, study of the Word of God Sunday. you got a couple times. Uh, all times are Mountain, 9 a.m. or 1045 uh, a.m. And uh, if you're not in the Parker, Colorado area, we stream it live at 9 o'clock Mountain uh, online, Calvary Chapel, Parker. Com. Hey, let's go to Pat uh, in Greeley. Pat, welcome to the program. Last one. Hey, how you doing? Doing fine. I hope your day is blessed. It. You know what it is, and and I'm thankful uh, for that. The Lord is uh, is uh, really good to me. Um, I, I don't deserve it. What's Indeed. on your mind? He's good. To, he's good to us all. Yep. Uh, that quote, that text you got, I think I know what he's talking about. Okay. When your show begins. Ah, uh, okay, they, yeah. The guy's talking, uh, and he's going, what is this with the trumpet? Uh, is the, the seventh trumpet, is it another trumpet? Ah, uh, yes. I think he's, he's confused with the trumpets in Revelation, and the trumpet, that, the last trumpet that's going to blow uh, at yep. the rapture. Yes, yes, I think you are correct about that. Um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, in First Corinthians fifteen fifty two, Paul talks about uh, he's talking about the the resurrection. Uh, of course, in First Corinthians fifteen, and he talks about the last trumpet. But then uh, you have the, as you said in in uh, Revelation, uh, you you have the last in a in a series uh, of trumpets, and uh, and and a lot of times people get the two uh, confused. And so uh, in in uh, uh, Revelation nine, there uh, he he talks about uh, the sounding. Uh, well, it, it it starts earlier in Revelation, like back in chapter uh, seven, I think. Then there's a little bit of a interlude, and then in chapter nine, it it picks up with the sixth angel. Um, but uh, people get confused uh, with the uh, with the the trumpet judgments and uh there's a difference you know uh, not every trumpet in the there i think the confusion is sometimes you know people think that it's it it has to for some reason be the same thing well the trumpets are a very common thing uh prophetically speaking and so uh trump the trumpet judgments in revelation are not the same as the the trumpet blast uh prior to the uh, uh to the resurrection that paul talks about in first corinthians 15 so the last in the series is not necessarily uh that trumpet uh right before the uh the resurrection as i said in in first corinthians 15 so if people are interested in reading more about that revelation 9 First Corinthians uh, 15, but I really appreciate uh, you calling uh, Pat about that because I was at a loss. I I, I had forgotten that that was in the uh, kind of in the intro package to the show there. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, every day, every day <laughs> it's heard, and and I think, uh, like I said, I I think he's confusing it with the fact that it does say at the rapture there's going to be a trumpet blown. Yep, and that's it, the last trumpet, but that's for believers. Yep, exactly. Is, well, am I correct? You're absolutely correct. And so the the last trumpet in that context is not not the simple answer is this. 
the last trumpet in that context, which it's the resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15, which begins, 1 Thessalonians 4, at the rapture of the church, that last trumpet, uh, as you said, for believers and for the, for the church, really, um, because there'll be believers that come out of the Great Tribulation period, is not the same as the last in the series of trumpet judgments. And uh, those trumpets, as you point out accurately, uh, are related to judgment during the latter half of the Great Tribulation period. So, yeah. All right, so good. I'm glad you got now the guy who sent the text and got his answer. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he was listening and he got his answer because, uh, you know, it, I, I hate not being able to uh, give people an- I hate to think about people out there just kind of wondering and, and no, one really yeah. answered, no one really answered their question. But, hey, thanks, Pat. You have a blessed day. Yeah, you too. God bless you, my friend. 303-690-3000. Jason Vandiver here with you on Calvary Live. Let's go to Cassandra. Hey, Cassandra, welcome to the program. Hi. Thank How's you for it? taking my call today. Yeah, you bet. What's on your mind? Well, I have been married for the past 17 years, uh, and it's been a very difficult marriage for my husband and I. Um, and to, to be frank, it's it's been very painful. There's been a lot of emotional abuse and neglect. Um, and five years ago... Uh, I ended up committing adultery. Um, I let it go on for about six weeks with a close friend that um, really started to want to con- me to confide in him for help, things like that. Knew that our marriage was struggling and had been struggling. We'd separated multiple times. There had been physical abuse as well. We'd been going to repeated counseling. Things weren't helping. Um And then we will separate, then we'll get back together. He will change his behavior, say things are going to do better, say he'll come to church, things like that. And then about Mm -hmm. six weeks, we're back to the same old routine as far as um, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm calling because we're still together, and we're still struggling and trying to make it work. Um, and I've looked through the scriptures and understand biblically um, that there's grounds for he could divorce me biblically. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I've seen in scripture where God does not want or permit uh, emotional and physical abuse and neglect. And within, I, I understand the scriptures say things about abandonment. Uh, I think that's more along the lines of maybe physically leaving and abandoning a spouse. Um, I know that's happened to some people if a spouse is incarcerated and things like that, and they end up going ahead and filing for divorce. But um, I I don't want to file for divorce, and I have felt the Holy Spirit tell me that's not what He wants me to do. Um, uh, the last time we were separated, and I'm just wondering, in God's eyes, are we even still considered married? Yeah, so there's obviously several passages in Scripture, Matthew 19, 1 Corinthians 7, that... Um, that are helpful when we when we're talking about uh, uh, marriage and uh, divorce and adultery and 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 some of these different subjects. Um, so we can kind of put some things out there. So obviously, you know, God doesn't want um, He doesn't expect that if people are in danger 
uh, that they need to stay, or even if they're uh, in a situation where it's an abusive situation uh, emotionally or verbally, um, there are there are things in the Bible that that um, uh, allow us to deal with those kinds of situations. There's also uh, things in the Bible that allow us to uh, deal with infidelity. So the question is, is how do we take all of those scriptures and and how do we apply it to the every individually different situation? Because as many people as as you know, common shall we say as as uh, these things are, or as I guess clearly defined as these things are, the situation is always different. And I've never seen, you know two situations that are exactly the same. And so th that's where it really becomes challenging is to take then what the scripture says and apply it to that to that uh, given situation. What I what I tell people first is it, it because there is abuse um, or because there is infidelity doesn't mean that there has to be divorce. And so a lot of times people think, well, it's over, you know, this happened and so it's over or this is going on and so, you know, it's over. Um, what people need to realize is, is that, that that doesn't mean that there can't be healing, that, that things can't work out. But obviously certain things have to happen uh, with both people. Uh, for there to be healing and for there to be the ability to to move forward. So to answer your first question, are you still married in the eyes of God? The the answer is yes. Uh, you are still married before the Lord, but obviously infidelity um, at any point, uh, if it's not dealt, if it hasn't been dealt with, um, and it sounds like you've done some things to 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 work through that, um, but that causes uh, some significant issues. Uh, in a marriage. And so, you know, obviously there was a lot of things that happened uh, leading up to that, but uh, uh, but there's, uh, you know, that causes some issues. And so that really kind of breaks that marital bond. Uh, but uh, in the eyes of God, uh, you're still married. Uh, you haven't, uh, you're not divorced until you divorce. The infidelity just allows, as you pointed out for your husband, um, you know, biblically speaking, he would have uh, grounds for divorce uh, at some point. I don't think that that's, you know, without certain limitations. In other words, I don't think a person can say, well, there's been infidelity and, you know, but there was healing in the relationship. But now, 15 years later, I want to go back and I want to play that card. You know, I don't think it works that way. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think that that's, that's an honest dealing uh, of what the scripture has to say. Uh, so before God, yes, you're, you're, you're still married. Now, when we start talking about abuse and, 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 or other situations, then, you know, then we need to kind of rely on passages like 1 Corinthians chapter 7. So Matthew 19 and similar passages deal with the, the infidelity aspect of marriage, but 1 Corinthians 7 deals with a lot of other aspects of marriage. It deals with uh, when people, a believer is married to an unbeliever uh, and, and things like that, but it also uh, deals with... Uh, um, uh, with uh, separation and 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 other things, um, he he talks about and and um, he talks about uh, in verse fifteen. You know, if uh, if if there's like you pointed out, if there's abandonment, 
um, and uh, he talks about you know wives uh, staying with their husband and the sanctification of the children. In other words, children being set apart, you know, to the Lord and having those uh, um, the blessings that come along with being uh, in that home, particularly with one believing spouse. And he seems to deal with the issue, you know, of of separation there, uh, where he talks about. Uh, in verses 10 and 11, he's, he talks about uh, a wife not departing f- from her husband, but he says if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her hus- husband, and a husband not, is not to divorce her wife. Okay. And so right. I think that there are times when, when separation, particularly when there's violence uh, or uh, some sort of emotional abuse, I think that, that biblically speaking, separation is necessary and is biblical with the intent, though, of reconciliation. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, sure does. Absolutely. Um, I feel like we've we've jumped through all those hoops and we've gone through all those cycles mm-hmm. of it. So, uh, yeah, it's just one more thing to, to keep in mind. I keep hanging in there. It's and marriage is not easy. <laughs> well, and here's the so. here's yeah here's the thing. So so you know what you can do is what you can say is you know today and tomorrow and each and every day what does god want me to do today well i am married and you know as as you point out the lord the lord very specifically says and uh i believe it's in malachi that, that the lord hates hates divorce and so obviously i don't want to yeah. go down that road uh unless you know unless it's absolutely necessary and so you know from your perspective uh it doesn't sound like divorce is the road that you want to go down but it also doesn't sound like your situation is is well, it's, it's far from ideal at the present time. So what that involves right now is, you know, obviously you've got to consider your safety. Um, you've got to consider, you know, your spiritual and your physical health. Um, and so there may be decisions that you have to make uh, from time to time. Uh, but then it just involves prayer, continuing to be patient uh, for the other person and as the scripture says, being willing to, if, if you don't think he's necessarily a believer, well, 1 Corinthians 7, you know, addresses that as well. Uh, and uh, sometimes that's not always the answer that, that we want to hear, um, but uh, because, you know, it doesn't give us the, you know, the, we're seeking immediate, we prefer as human beings, you know, results now. And uh, and it doesn't always work that way. Oftentimes, there's you know the work of faith is 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 a patient uh, and is a long you know decades or even lifelong work. And so you know my encouragement to you is is to pray for your marriage to continue to uh, seek to to get counseling if your husband is willing to go with you uh, to do that through your church to make sure that you know you're plugged into church. You mentioned you know he doesn't doesn't sound like he really wants to do that, but uh, uh, but uh, it, Keep inviting him. Keep praying. I would encourage you to pray and uh, to fast, you know, for your marriage, for your husband, um, and for your relationship with the Lord and see what God might do. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. You bet. I really appreciate you, Cassandra. God bless you. All right. Thank you. Let's go to John in uh, Longmont, Colorado. John, welcome to the program. How are you, Doug? Hey, John, welcome. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, what's on, um, what's on your mind? Well, I, I've been watching the news, obviously, and um, it, it seems like the president, the president's being pressured by uh, some Congress people or senators and stuff like that to sort of abandon Israel. Right. 
Okay, because of all the stuff that's going on there, they seem to be mad that they're using our weapons to blow up the Palestinians' weapons. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, what do you do? You, I don't know how to phrase this. What, how do you feel? What do you think if we abandon Israel? I mean, mm-hmm. so in the Bible it does say God will protect Israel. You know, um, but would we? You, is it like we're the last country that is pretty much on Israel's side, or? Yeah, well, I I think it's a good question, and uh, you know it's important to remember that God's always going to bless uh, Israel. Um, the question is 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 uh, are we going to bless Israel? And if we don't bless Israel, what's going to happen to us? And beginning in Genesis chapter twelve, verse three, and many times moving forward, the Lord says, "I'll bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you." And uh, so we've got to remember that the problem isn't really for Israel. The problem is for us. Do me a favor. Um, we're going to come up on a uh, on a hard break here, John. If you don't mind uh, holding uh, through the break, I, I don't want to rush through this topic because it's really important. We can pick it up on the other side of the break. Um, so do me a favor, John. Hang on. Folks, you're listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer with you. 303-690-3000. And uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back. You're listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer with you. And uh, before we went into that last break, we were talking to John about uh, uh, about politically what's going on in this country in relationship to the current uh, fighting that's going on between primarily Hamas uh, and Israel. Uh, If you're not familiar, most of you probably are. Hamas has already launched thousands uh, of rockets, and that's a correct, uh, I think it's over 3,000 rockets at Israel in the the last week or so. Of course, Israel has uh, responded with um, targeted bombings uh, in Gaza primarily, and uh, there is mounting pressure uh, from the uh, far left in this country politically from uh, folks uh, like uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, uh, uh, and some of these other uh, members of Congress to to not back uh, the nation of Israel uh, any longer, and and that would be a mistake. Number one, uh, not just politically, John, but that would be a mistake in terms of what is right. Um, you know, I, I tell people a lot of times it, it would be like as if your neighbor started shooting at your house, and and your next door neighbor's shooting at your house, and so you know you take steps to stop that. And and everybody says, wait, 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 wait a minute. Um, let's let's make peace. Well, no, someone is trying to kill you and and is and is shooting at you from from next door. Or let's take it on a national level. You know, if Canada or Mexico uh, started uh, launching missiles at you know the United States and Washington D.C., um, we would respond and and uh, we would have to deal not only respond. Um, but we would have to make sure that we uh, eliminated the future threat. 
And that's the key here is, is Israel needs to be free uh, at some point to, to eliminate that, that threat. And uh, as allies of the United States, or as allies of Israel, the United States um, should support Israel uh, in, in eliminating that threat. And uh, Israel, you know, if you're not familiar with how they go about this, um, Hamas, unfortunately, um, you know, puts its missile sites and other things next to hospitals, in hospitals, uh, next to civilian populations and schools, in media buildings, and so it makes it very difficult because you know their theory is well Israel won't bomb us, and if they do, it'll be very politically uh, you know not advantageous for them because everybody will get upset that they bombed this building just like when they blew up the media building. But if you notice, there's no casualty figures uh, a lot of times in relationship to these targets because Israel warns. Uh, they they have different methods of warning uh, people in these locations, innocent people, uh, to get out of the way before they destroy these things. But that's not a very popular message uh, on the left, and so they they distort that message. They flat out lie, and uh, and so it creates this political this whole political thing that you see right now. They, yeah, they all sort of only enable. Um, unfortunately, they don't get the same punishment. Um, so I guess where I'm going with this, do you feel like the last the last sign there is is to build the temple? Say that again. I I didn't quite un hear what you said. So I, I guess where I'm going with this, do you, do you feel like the last sign that there is before all this is to have the temple build built? Yeah. No. I I. So so let's talk. That's a great question. So let's talk about what's going to happen um, in Ezekiel 38 and 39. So the next thing really is the rapture of the church. There there really is not much left in terms of big ticket items prophetically um, before the rapture of the church from first Thessalonians chapter four. And so I think the next thing that's going to happen, uh, and obviously we don't know the day or the hour, but, uh, but I believe that it's going to happen soon uh, is the church being caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Now, f after that um, very early on in the great tribulation period, we have the Magog invasion uh, of Ezekiel 38 and 39. That's Russian or allies coming down uh, from the north against Israel. They'll be soundly defeated uh, by the Lord. Uh, and then there'll be the rebuilding of the temple in, in accordance with the false peace uh, of the Messiah, in the, of the, the Antichrist, rather, uh, in the, uh, the, the beginning of the Great Tribulation period, the first three and a half years being a period of peace and the reinstitution uh, of sacrifices there in the temple. So, so but, but... The key <clears throat> to the Magog invasion is, is that Israel will be uh, dwelling in a, uh, a perceived peace. So they'll think they're actually safe prior to the Magog invasion. So what that leads me to believe is, is that at some point here, these threats, uh, Hamas and Hezbollah to the north uh, and Iran and, uh, you know, some of these other threats, uh, less less well-known threats, some of these threats have to somehow at least seem to have been dealt with for Israel to feel secure. And perhaps this is the time when that will happen, paving the way 
for the rapture and then and then these things? Well, three and a half years, almost the time to get the first term of a president started. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. But, but, I will say this. Um, if you look at Ezekiel 38 and 39, um, the United States might be mentioned there. Uh, it talks about uh, the uh, young lions uh, of Tarshish, which Tarshish is, you know, uh, southwestern Europe, Spain, uh, and the young lions of southwestern Europe, based, some people suggest, are the colonies like the United States, you know, are, well, the nations that have come out of colonialism like the United States. And, and we see that the young lions along with Sheba and Dedan, which is Saudi Arabia, a moderate Muslim country, that they just, they kind of just very gently protest this invasion of Israel, the Magog invasion. So there's no strong ally response mentioned in the Bible of the United States in relationship to the Magog invasion. So what that tells me is one, we're not a factor, or two, we don't really care. In other words, our our alliance uh, isn't what it has been historically. So I would watch for that to change uh, in 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 the future, and I think we're already seeing that. I to me, I think we're mentioned in the Bible where they're talking about the feet of clay. Um, mm -hmm. You know, rose plate iron, and you know, strong as all that, and then you get down to the feet, and their feet are mixed with clay and iron. And you know, I, I think because we're so divided, we're weak, and we got two feet that are just can't get along. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and and so you know, that primarily deals with um, you know the revival of the Roman Empire in the last days. But but your point is made that that uh, we are very divided. You know, we're uh, we we're more more of a, a, a I believe a racist country than ever, not because of what they say, but because of what is being stirred up. You know, this division that is being caused by some between black and white and and with Asians and with Jews and and make no mistake, those people don't want to resolve that problem. They they depend on that division uh, for power and they have an interest in people uh, being divided. And so we are unfortunately becoming uh, very divided uh, and uh, and uh, uh, more divided perhaps than ever. And and uh, and that's being capitalized upon, unfortunately, by certain people. That passage even deals with that. It says the nation is divided. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it's a nation of of all pretty much races. It's uh, it's in Daniel, and it's the yeah. one with the the one horned yeah. goat. Yeah. But, and you know, to me, I mean, if you look at it, what do you have in Asia? You have Asians. What do you have in the Middle East? You have Middle Easterners. What do you have in Africa? You have blacks. You have what do you have in South America? You have Hispanics. Everywhere. What do you have in Europe? You have white people. I mean, we're the mm -hmm. only mixed nation in the world, or completely mixed nation in the world, but we're the racist. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a false narrative, you know. Right now, what's going on? Unfortunately, it's it's it's. Uh, you know, being lapped up by a lot of people. Um, but, you know, it shouldn't surprise us. These, these are the days in which we live. And when we see these things uh, going on, we, we, uh, we're not excited about them. 
uh, but we're excited that the Lord is coming uh, and he will right these wrongs. He's coming first for his church and ultimately to uh, set the world right and to judge during that uh, great tribulation period and then to return and to rule and reign in righteousness. So, hey, God bless you, John. I appreciate you calling and, uh, and, uh, and talking with us about this. God bless you. Uh, I think we might have might have lost John or didn't get a chance to fully say goodbye to John there. But uh, hey, John, appreciate it if you're listening. Appreciate you joining us. If you want to join me on the program, 303-690-3000 is the, the number to call. And uh, 303-690-3000. We've got some text questions here. I've got one regarding Mark chapter 13, verses 3 through 7. Uh, Jesus warning the disciples uh, um, there in Mark chapter uh, 13. And uh, this person is just uh, uh, texting, is is wondering uh, about that. And so uh, when we get into uh, uh, Mark chapter 13, um, the disciples are, are asking, um, you know, they, they go out of the temple there. And, uh, you know, the, the disciples comment uh, on the temple and, and, uh, and so forth. And, and Jesus says not one stone is going to be left uh, upon another. And so he talks first uh, about the, the destruction uh, of the temple there in Mark chapter 13. Uh, and then he sits on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple. So they... They travel just a short distance across the Kidron Valley there over to the uh, Mount of Olives and Peter, James, and John in verse 3 and Andrew uh, ask him, uh, you know, well, when will these things be? You know, so first he's talking about the destruction of the temple, which took place in 70 AD at the hands of the Romans. And so they start asking about that. When will these things be? And, and what will be the sign, they said, when all these things uh, are fulfilled? And so they, they asked Jesus about his prediction. And, and, uh, and, and so we also know from the companion passage in Matthew 24, verse 3, that they asked him about his coming and the end of the age. So they, they didn't just ask him, you know, about uh, about the fulfillment of this prophecy, but also his coming in the end of uh, end of the age. And and I think that this is where Jesus he he wanted the conversation to to go there. It's obviously more important, and he wanted to prepare them, and he wants to prepare uh, he wants to prepare them first of all for his crucifixion there, uh, but then he also wanted to prepare them further and uh, and to prepare us. And so Jesus uh, answered them. And uh, if you look also at Luke chapter 21, verses 20 through 24, um, it records how he answered their first question as to the destruction of the temple. And then Jesus goes on to answer the rest of their question here in, in, in Mark chapter 13, which is what this person texting is asking about. He first talks, says, don't let anybody deceive you. And the implication is, is that uh, people have uh, tried to deceive people a lot uh, regarding uh, uh, the the end of the age. And, and then he goes on to give seven signs uh, of the end. The first thing he says is that many will come saying, you know, that they're the Messiah. So the first sign is uh, false messiahs. And then he says, you'll hear of wars and 
rumors of wars. Don't be troubled. These things must happen, but the end is not yet. So we have the escalation uh, of conflict. The world's going to heat up politically, and conflict is going to increase. Uh, and then he talks about increased, in verse 8, increased natural disasters. He says these are the beginning of sorrows. Um, and then he says in verse 9 uh, that there's going to be persecution. Uh, and so after all of the other things, uh, there's going to be persecution uh, of believers. Uh, but uh, 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 just a reminder there to uh, uh, you know be aware of that but also to be aware that you know God has a greater purpose uh, in all that even in the lives of believers and uh, then he continues on in verse 10 he talks about how there's going to be worldwide evangelism the gospel must first be preached uh, to all the nations and uh, he says they're going to arrest you and and uh, deliver you up. Do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak or whatever is given you in that hour. Speak uh, that for it. Uh, it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. And so uh, uh, whoever this applies to, they're not going to need to prepare their message in advance. The Holy Spirit is going to give them his words in that moment. And then he gives a, the sixth sign, brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and a children his parents. And so there's going to be family betrayal uh, of believers. You'll be hated. He gives the seventh, you'll be hated by all for, for my name's sake. So believers are going to be uh, hated, no longer respected, or even uh, tolerated. And so uh, he says, but he who endures to the end will be saved. And so that, that mark of a true believer uh, is, uh, is endurance. And so uh, we, we have, um, you know, building uh, instances of these uh, things right now, uh, but the ultimate fulfillment of all these signs will, uh, will be in the great tribulation. And this is when all of these things uh, will be completed. And so uh, we're starting to see uh, some of these things, uh, but, uh, but we haven't seen uh, all of these things uh, completely uh, fulfilled yet. And so uh, the key is, is, is uh, remembering uh, that uh, they were asking about his coming and the end of the age. Uh, his coming uh, in that context in Matthew 24, 3, uh, not the rapture of the church, that's his coming at the close of the great tribulation period when Jesus Christ actually returns to earth. At the rapture, we meet the Lord in the air. At the end of the tribulation, he returns to earth, sets his foot on the earth, and then sets up his kingdom. Uh, that is his coming and the end of the age. So while we see some of these things fulfilled now, uh, the complete fulfillment uh, is going to be during uh, the great tribulation period there. Uh, so hopefully that uh, helps you a little bit uh, there uh, with your, your question uh, regarding... Uh, that hey, let's go to uh, Phil uh, in Aurora, Colorado. Phil, welcome to the program. Uh, hi, thank you. Yeah, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, so I've been trying to um, witness to my uh, grandmother who's 86, and uh, she, um, I could can, to kind of give you an idea of what she's uh, what she believes. Um, I I just asked her. Um, what do you believe about Jesus? Over text, mm -hmm. she lives in Louisiana, but she responded, uh, Jesus loves me, this I know, dot, dot, dot. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, 
are in everyone in the form of love, caring, and good. It's up to each individual in their own way and own religion to incorporate them into their own life. Um, and then she says, I'm not sure about the reincarnation, like really bad <laughs> theology. Um, and then, you know, and then I tried to say, um, well, I agree. Jesus loves you. Uh, how do you know Jesus loves you? Do you love him? And then she said, so, you know, we agree to disagree and live life as we each saw fit some years ago while, um, visiting my dad. Um, and she said, I'm not, uh, I'm up for further discussion, uh, especially by text. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, I don't know. I, 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 so far, I've kind of just dropped it, and I, I was thinking maybe I could say something about, like, you know, sorry if I've been overly harsh in the past. You know, I mean, maybe 20 years ago when we kind of had to just say we agreed to disagree or whatever mm-hmm. just to, you know, keep the peace or whatever, I guess. And so I just, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess I'm looking for insight, like, well, you know, like maybe saying something like, uh, you know, I'm not going to give up on you, you know, and I, it's not, it's not over till you're, yeah. till you die or something. I'm not willing to give up on you, you know, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just, just, yeah, I guess looking for insight and prayer. Well, first of all, I want to encourage you. Uh, anybody who has ever preached the gospel has offended. Um, and it's not you, it's the gospel. The Bible says that the gospel is an offense. Jesus is an offense. So um, I don't believe that you need to to apologize. Um, you know, you just, just, just move forward and be encouraged that, that you're doing the right thing. Um, you know, maybe text isn't... Uh, isn't going to be the best way in this instance to um, to share the gospel, and so um, you know I think that that would be a fair question to say. Well, you know I I I understand, and I you know I agree with you too. Maybe a, maybe it would be better to have this conversation over the phone, or or if you're going to be out there even in person, or both. Um, and if she's open to that, you know, continuing that that conversation. You know, uh, as best as as you you know, as best as you possibly can. You know, with her and and her, kind of sounds like she's got a lot of different ideas there that she's she's pulled together, and uh, but as long as she's willing to to talk to you in some way, in some capacity, I you know I think that that you can you know you should continue doing that, and and if she doesn't, you know, obviously people can't stop us you know from praying uh, for them. And uh, so, you know, just just continuing to to pray for her salvation, to pray, you know, something something that I like to pray sometimes is to realize that, you know, well, there's going to be some people that can't receive from me for whatever reason that, you know, they they won't have that conversation with me, but maybe they'll have it with somebody else. And just pray that that uh, you know if she won't have that conversation with you, um, that the Lord will send somebody else her way, and she will have that conversation with them, or that the Lord will supernaturally do something. How whatever it takes, um, that the Lord would would draw her uh, to Himself. But if she's willing to have that <clears throat> that conversation with you, um, just in another capacity other than a text, you know, I I, I would just uh, you know continue to do that and just politely continue to ask. You know, there's nothing wrong with with politely asking until you know you just 
find that that's a closed door and then and then at that point you you can't have the conversation but you can't continue to pray does that make sense yeah it does i i was wondering if you know maybe encouraging her to read the gospel of john and saying yeah. does that line up with your you know your the, you know your belief system you know yeah and yeah and 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 maybe making the gospel of john um the basis of any discussion that you would have to say, hey, you know, maybe we can continue talking, you know, over the phone or however. I don't know if she likes to do FaceTime or anything like that. Uh, it sounds like, you know, it, based on her age that maybe that wouldn't be her preference. So maybe the phone would be a good option. But but whatever way, you know, she might be willing to have a conversation apart from being able to be there, maybe you can say, hey, how about – how about, you know, would you be interested in reading the Gospel of John and maybe making some notes of some things that you want to talk about? And then, you know, you could, on the basis of the Gospel of John, you know, uh, John chapter 3, Jesus and Nicodemus and being born again, and obviously the rest of the Gospel of John, you know, that that's a really good place to to start in terms of uh, of the Gospel and, and, and a good way to keep the conversation focused. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, you bet, Phil. Hey, can I pray for you? Oh, absolutely. Father, we just thank you so much. I thank you for Phil. I thank you for his heart. Lord, uh, I pray that you would give him wisdom. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would just protect him and strengthen him. And Lord, we just pray for his grandmother. We pray for her salvation. We pray that the, the enemy sometimes comes. The, the, the word, as you say, is scattered, and the enemy comes like a bird, and and he plucks it up. And so, Lord, we pray that that wouldn't happen with the word in her life, that you would just give her the ability to see clearly, uh, Lord, that you would just work, that you would draw her to uh, yourself, that you would create an avenue for conversation, that you would use your word uh, to guide that conversation, Lord, and that you would bring her to yourself. And and if it's not through Phil, Lord, I just pray that, that, that you would do it through a neighbor or uh, someone else, uh, another family member, an acquaintance, who, whoever, however, Lord, that you would send an angel, Lord, we know that you have done that, uh, however, Lord, that, that, that you would reach her uh, and uh, save her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey. Well, thank you. Yeah, God bless you, Phil. Thanks for calling in. You bet. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We've got just a few minutes left, but we can uh, got all lines open. We can we can get another call in here. I'm pretty confident uh, we, if we do it right, we can get another one in. I've got a text question here just asking about the, the chosen uh, Internet show. Uh, and uh, I personally haven't seen uh, the chosen show, but uh, I have a, a lot of folks in our church uh, that uh, really like the show. This, this text question is just regarding, you know, whether we would give that a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Uh, I haven't uh, come across anything negative as far as doctrinally or anything like that regarding the, the chosen show, which, which is just going through, uh, to my understanding, uh, the Gospels and, and uh, the life of, and ministry of Jesus there. So I've heard a lot of really good things about it. I uh, haven't heard anything uh, negative uh, or uh, really too controversial 
deal about it. So uh, hopefully that helps you. But I can't uh, tell you specifically because I personally uh, haven't watched uh, that program. So maybe you can give me uh, some specific feedback uh, on on uh, that program, uh, the, the the chosen program there. I got another text question here uh, regarding uh, our earlier conversation uh, on uh, uh, on Israel there, and uh, uh, it says that I hope you know that Israel. This this is the text question has killed over 250 people while Hamas less than 20 uh, and uh, and this is kind of this text is denouncing uh, Israel and and uh, so forth so uh, interesting um, you know uh, I've spent I've been to Israel seven times I've been in contact with my friends this week who live there who have all uh, served in the Israeli military and first of all uh, it is important to remember that Israel is secular and not everything that they do uh, is right but also it's important to remember that that uh, for the most part Israel is a is a, a just nation they don't indiscriminately kill um, the reason so many people have been killed uh, in Gaza versus Israel is because Israel possesses Iron Dome uh, can you imagine how many people would be dead uh, if those 3,000 rock plus rockets were allowed to land uh, in Tel Aviv and in Jerusalem and in Ashkelon and the other places. Um, so the, the death toll is not a function of the intended violence. The death toll is, a, is, is the disparity in technology. Um, and so Israel is doing a good job, uh, as they have uh, done in defending themselves. The reason that you have the, the higher death toll uh, in uh, Gaza is, number one, their, their lack of uh, sophistication. But number two, uh, also the way that, um, that Hamas uses the people of Gaza uh, as human shields, as I described earlier. So uh, appreciate you texting in. Uh, and uh, and that, but uh, but it's important to uh, to understand the the what is actually going on there, rather than um, simply the uh, um, the narrative that often makes its way into the media. Um, another text question here. I think we got. Uh, do we have time? Uh, I don't think we're going to have time to uh, uh, to uh, to uh, get to it, unfortunately. But uh, we'll try to answer some of those. Uh, we've got a few more text questions there. We'll try to answer some of those online, offline, I should say, uh, after the program here. But uh, hey, I really appreciate all of your texts, uh, all of your calls uh, today. It's been a lot of fun uh, talking to you and pleasure the last uh, uh, few days uh, just uh, just uh, being here on Calvary Live and praying with all of you. Uh, Jason Vanderveer here with you. I encourage you to go to calvarychapelparker.com. Join us uh, this weekend and uh, pray that the, the Lord would bless you uh, and that the Lord would keep you and uh, continue to shine his face upon you. God bless you guys. Have a great night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.